everybody. You're listening to the Jappy Jaws podcast. It is your favorite hostess with the mostest, the jappiest of some, if not of them all. Lindsay, we're asking with yet, you guessed it, another episode of the Jappy Jaws podcast. Make sure that you are following us, aka myself, on Instagram at Lindsay Anya, L I N D S A Y Y A N Y A A. And obviously, Jappy Jaws, J-A-P-P-Y, J-A-W-S. That is all linked in the episode description below. Make sure you head on over to wherever you're listening to me from, whether that be Apple, Spotify, Anchor, you name it, I'm on it, and make sure that you're subscribing, reviewing, rating, liking, turning that notification bell on so that you are notified every single time I upload a brand new spanking new episode of Jappy Jaws every thirsty freaking Thursday. Now, before we continue with today's episode, because today's episode is a little different than most, I wanted to give a little update on how the rest of the year is going to pan out in terms of Jappy Jaws. This will be the second to last of the year. So next week will be the last episode of 2021. It's really blowing my mind that 2021 is coming to an end. I feel like 2021 was such a transformative year, not just for me, but for everybody. I mean, COVID hit us all in such different ways. And I feel like people have really been taking the time recently especially this last year, with trying to figure out themselves and trying to figure out the world around them. I definitely have done some reflection, you know, some manifestation. I wanted to take the rest of the year, which I think is only like two weeks, and my birthday to, you know, get as much content, get my head in the game to really set myself up for the most success I could ever possibly dream of for Jappy Jaws for 2022. I can't even believe I'm saying 2022. It's so weird because I remember when I was in like middle school and high school talking about these potential years, like it sounded so weird to say then and it still sounds weird to say now. I want to set myself up for greatness for the new year with new guests, new content for TikTok, for Reels, for Instagram. Don't worry, I will still be as active as I normally am. This will be the second to last episode. Next week, I will be Solo dolo, you know, finishing out the year strong. But I wanted to make sure everyone knew that going into today's episode. Now, I am extremely excited for today's episode. This is my first in-person guest. And I know last week I had said that my best friend, Nick, that I normally watch The Bachelor, Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise, was going to come on and give his two cents because he's got a lot of opinions, great opinions, funny opinions. He is truly my ride or die. But unfortunately, he had a family emergency and could not make it to come record. So I had to choose the quote unquote next best thing. I've known this person for a whopping 17 and a half years. They changed my life for the better, sometimes the worse. But you know what? It's someone that I knew had to come on the podcast at some point in time. And you know what? Their time has come now. I, <laughs> this is so weird for me to do to introduce you. The one, the only, the baby jaw, my sister Sloan. Hi. Come closer. Okay. I'm as close as I Sloan is very uncomfortable right now. <laughs> All right, Sloan, you want to set the scene for everyone and how I asked you to come on the podcast today? I came home from school. I'm only walking through the door. She comes rushing down. She goes, Sloan, I need you on the podcast. I look at her. Okay. She told me, you have to watch the men tell all and go in with an open mind and take notes. I sat there for two hours taking notes on a show I've never watched. All right. So how do you feel, you know, coming on the podcast? Because, you know, this has been like a project in the making, we will say, of Sloan coming on to the podcast. But we never knew what we were actually going to talk about. So what are your thoughts going into this? Because this really is not your territory. I'm very much more the extrovert. You're like an introvert extrovert. How do you really feel? I feel fantastic. Do you feel honored? I feel very honored. All right, Slum, but before we continue on with the episode and talking about the men tell all and how I kind of 
forced you into today. I want you to tell everyone a little bit about yourself, how old you are. You go to school, but you can tell everyone like what your day-to-day life is kind of like, what the last year has been like for you. I'm 17. I go to public school and last year I was actually fully remote. So when Lindsay was trying to do everything with her podcast, I was on the other side of the door listening because I just heard everything she was saying or at first she was down in the basement and I would hear her through the like top part of our basement I would be able to hear her and I was fully remote so that like took a lot on me because I was not able to see my friends every day the way I saw my friends was FaceTime and luckily like a lot of my friends like FaceTime me every night so with COVID because of like the way Sloan school had been set up her junior year which I think everybody can agree is like is supposed to be the hardest year of high school because SATs ACTs all that stuff you really kind of have to start figuring out where you want to spend the next four years Sloan was so smart and decided to choose the remote route because the way that the school had set up the plan for last year was just not the safest, I would say. Sloan felt more comfortable like being able to see some of the few friends that were also being remote, but also like stay safe herself. That was before vaccines and everything like that. How do you feel now that you're back in school in person? It definitely has its pros and cons. Like I miss being remote because I got to live at my own schedule. And I also miss being remote because it was kind of like an intro to how college is going to be for me, like having an 8 a.m. class, a 12 p.m. class and so on. Going back to school school now I wake up at 5 30 you're more on a routine schedule I'm more on a routine now than I was when I was remote but being back in school sometimes I don't even feel safe because of the whole COVID situation but I think once this COVID shit is all gone like that's when we'll all feel safest I feel like we've definitely gotten a lot more lenient and a lot more laid back about it I really didn't even think of you being on your own schedule like being compared to college because that that is true I mean you are essentially like picking what time you're taking your classes, when you do what, but you are a senior now. Yes, thank God. One more year. <laughs> well, less than that now. Less than now, like almost like seven, six, six months, months, six months, okay. something like seven, that. Six. How does it feel that you are a senior? Because I know for me personally, I mean, obviously, like I said before, 17 years is a long time, but I feel like I never really realized up until this past summer how much Sloan has grown into like an actual person. And she isn't just like my little sister that used to like beg to hang out with me and my friends. Now I'm like begging her to hang out with her and her friends because I want to feel young and alive. I didn't really realize that you were a grown up till now and not a grown up because you're not even 18 yet, but like you're more of like a human being. You've matured and you've definitely grown into like your own and your personality. I think being a senior now is definitely putting things in like perspective yeah so how does it feel being a senior i love being a senior i think like being a senior now and like seeing like you know like snapchat memories yeah go back with like years all the the years like every day like i get one and i see one from last year from 10th grade from 9th grade and i just like see wow like i actually like matured and not actually just like stayed the same just progressively got taller and yeah Sloan's also like six feet tall she's huge I'm not six feet tall I'm five eight like more reasonable height I definitely like realized like this past year like I'm old now considering do you feel like you're taking everything more so in the moment rather than for granted really enjoying every moment that this last year of childhood essentially is giving you like my realization that I actually going to college next year was actually my first day of high school what my school did and I know a lot of like senior high schools like for the seniors did this we were 
wore our childhood like backpacks on the first day of school that's what did it weirdly enough i'm like watching like all these kids i've known all my life seeing them wear little kid backpacks on the first day of senior year driving up in their cars like where did this go like i still feel like my 10th grade self sometimes because i didn't have my 10th grade year i also missed out on that like Mm -hmm. there's the pro and con to it i'm definitely like very thankful that everything worked out the way it did for me at least it's very weird and it's surreal surreal. yeah i want you to also share what your interests are and where your like love lies in pop culture because ours is like similar yet different very different no i think it's similar yet different i feel like we have very similar music tastes in a way when justin bieber's justice first came out it was still like peak pandemic and Sloan and I were spending an immense amount of time together, which I'm really thankful for that we got that time. Sloan and I literally blasted since that that whole month. Justin Bieber was my number one listened artist this year because of Justice. Well, it was every day from like when, when it, it came, came out, out to when I started work. Yeah, to the summertime. All right. But like where your interest lies in pop culture, like which stars do you like? Oh. What do you keep up with? I love Tyler Harrow. If you listen to this, I'm in love with you. Madly in love with you. So what position does Tyler Harrow play and Left for what bench, team? But he is so attractive and he plays for the Miami Heat. His number is 14. I love Pete Davidson. Also, if you're listening to Pete Davidson, I would love to marry you too. Like I'm so open to that. Machine Gun Kelly. Love him. Junior Lucas, my favorite. That's music, but like but pop culture. Pop culture, pop culture. Love Real Housewives of New Jersey. Sloan is also somewhat of an old soul. Like Sloan at a very early age was watching Friends. That was her bat mitzvah theme, like, but made it like Sloan. She loves New Girl, Big love Mouth. Oh, John Mulaney. Oh, She's a big John, John Mulaney fan. fan. We're similar yet different and we're able to connect on certain things. I think because of me and my interest over the years, starting Jappy Jaws, Sloan has definitely learned a lot more about different things. I would would say so yeah i wanted to ask you so when i first got into media like going back to high school because i had a radio show in high school and i've always been involved i was in drama club i did the announcements in high school i was always very vocal what were your reactions back then to like what i do now and then what was your reaction when i really first started jappy jaws back then when you were doing the radio show back in high school i would be like guys my sister's on the radio and like no one believed me and i'm like no, she's in the, like, for the high school. And then we'll be like, oh, okay. Your thing that you did with, you guys were the most listened to. And I think you guys were Friday nights or something. Yeah, it was Friday, Friday nights. nights. And I was just like, see, listen on Friday night. And I would be like really sassy about it as a sixth grader. When you told me you were doing the podcast, I was just like, okay. Like, I didn't know, like, how serious you were about it until more episodes happened. Because I feel like you're just like, okay, I'm going to do this. This happens with anyone. Like, you're going to say you're going to do it. And you can either do it and continue with it or do it and just do, like, a certain amount of it and just be like, I don't think I can do this. But you. That's a good point. But you did it to the extent of now this is your season two. Yeah. I'm very proud of you about. Thank you. I appreciate that. I always give Sloan shit because I'm like, Sloan, you don't listen, like blah, blah, blah. But what is your favorite episode? Now I'm putting you on the spot. My favorite episode, I think it was either Transfer Tales. I listened to that one a lot. Or how about who was your favorite guest that oh, I've interviewed? It was with that one TikToker that like, I love. Oh, Lewis. Lewis. Oh my God, I love you. Before we really get into it, I want to also talk about college because, you know, I love college. I miss it every single day. Yes. But I also think it's pretty valid considering like I had the rest of my college second semester ripped away from me because of COVID. 
And Sloan really went out of her way in May on like what would have been my graduation day through me like this entire surprise parade made me this incredible video with like family and friends congratulating me like really above and beyond. I don't cry often, but like that made me very emotional since Sloan has seen me go through college and we don't have an older sibling. I'm the oldest that you kind of have a different perspective on what college is like and how to approach it. As of today, Sloan has gotten into two out of her eight schools, which we're very proud of. We're 99.9% sure that Sloan will be attending Penn State, but we're still going to wait to hear back from the remaining six schools. Now that you are officially like in college, how does it feel? Like my like teachers will come up to me and ask me like, oh, where are you going next year? And I'll like tell them Penn State because that's where right now like 99.9% I most likely am going to go to. Me saying that and then like, I'm not actually going to be here next year type of thing. Known for 12 years and the people I've basically grown up with since kindergarten, sixth grade and so forth. You're not going to be there next year. I have to make mm-hmm. a whole new set of friends, which is not going to be that difficult, but like it can be difficult for a lot of people. It's just a weird, surreal moment there was an event at my school that was like just for the seniors and i was just like looking around and i'm just like this is it this like this is we're done this is like my last october blah blah, blah it's last prep rally my last homecoming game i legit say to my like friends and a lot of my friends are staying home like i'm going away for college but i'm just like they won't be like around the corner around the corner they won't be five minute drive they'll be like a five and a half hour <laughs> drive you know i think it's interesting that you say that too because it's like you know it's going to happen but till it actually actually happens that's when you're like oh shit like I remember being a freshman in college and like wanting one of my best friends to come out and like just hang with me because I was upset and it's like we're so lucky that we do have technology it's just a phone call away but at the same time it's like what I've known for so long right what I've known for so long like being able to just drive on over to someone's house or even walk on over is gone but it's exciting what are you most looking forward to for college honestly meeting new people and I feel like not a lot of people would say that people would be like oh just college experience in general like I'm just excited to meet new people I've been saying like oh I've been stuck with these people for 12 years but like I don't know much else so I feel like branching out would be like the best thing for me. What are you most nervous for? The classes. I will say that because even when we were visiting this past weekend, I was seeing the classroom sizes. I was like, oh, this is like the same thing as high school. But I'm like, it's still not because it's not what you're used to. It's not what I'm used to. And I can't go steal your yearbook and just look up my teacher anymore. I get that. Well, this past weekend was the first tour that we took for a school for Sloan because Sloan obviously has been to the schools that I went to. She didn't come with us when we went to go visit. We took her obviously this past weekend to Penn State. And I think you kind of got a little intimidated at first because Penn State and like any Big Ten school is like this. Penn State is very overwhelming because it's huge. It's 60,000 kids and it's a ginormous campus. My best friend that went there and did the exact same program. She was an amazing tour guide. Shout out, Emily. She was making it such a point. And I think anyone that goes to a Big Ten school says this is like, even though it's so big, you can make it so small and make it your own because Sloan ended up realizing more than half of the buildings there, she's not even going to touch because it has nothing to do with what she wants to do in her life. I want to do education. Like I'm never going to go into the law building. I'm never going to go into those buildings. I'm only going to stay in like education and maybe like one or two buildings because of my general ed classes. So when you first saw the campus, were you nervous at first? Were you like, okay, maybe this isn't for me? When I first saw the campus, I was just like, okay. Because I'm like, what am I doing? Like, what is this? And I know like Emily obviously would be like, okay, with me asking every single little question I needed to. The way she explained it all, and I really am very thankful for it, was when we were like driving past it at first, she was like, 
That's the law building. We're not going there. You're not seeing it because you're never going to go in it. So It's like, like an elimination game. Yeah, that's what it basically was when she was giving the tour. Well, I want to also ask you this because I was talking about it with a lot of people. So when I was a freshman way back in the fossil days, when we were trying to find roommates, it was all through Facebook. You joined your class of 2020 groups. Now your class of 2026. It's so weird to me because like I do know people your age because I'm friends with some of your friends on Facebook. You don't have one. How are people meeting their roommates now and like messaging people? people? Is it through TikTok, Instagram, Snapchat? So I actually just reached out to someone on TikTok. Honestly, Snapchat's a very big thing now. I know. Yeah, I've talked about you. this so many times. My sister uses Snapchat as her form of communication. And like, we all say that that's such a red flag. I think it's just such your generation. It's my generation. It's been it is with you guys because you guys like grew up with like Skype and like all of that stuff and like phone numbers. Uvu. Uvu. I remember having Uvu. So you reached out to someone on TikTok. I think also like through the power of like word of mouth and social media, obviously like it will be easier. What's something from my college experience that you want to take in your college experience? Because I think that you and I've had very open conversations I try to be the cool older sister, give as much advice and tell her things that I've been through. Going in with an open mind, obviously. Don't like take everything too much to a heart. And I'm very emotional, so that's gonna be very difficult. Um, <laughs> At least you know that though. Well, I'm I'm well aware emotional, I'm a cancer. To have fun, enjoy it. Well, yeah. Cause like, I feel like COVID's a perfect example. Like even though I had a good amount of my college experience, I still missed out on a good chunk to not taking anything for granted, no matter the good or bad. Honestly, yeah. I agree with that because I feel like me being remote all of last year like made me realize like I actually like miss going to school like mm-hmm. As much as anyone and every kid will say, I hate going to school. But like, I would actually like talk about this with one of my friends. And we both said like, if we're home in the middle of the day and everyone else is at school, like we want to be at school because we have- You're missing out on socialness. I missed the social aspect of school last year. A lot of it. And that just like really just made everything- just very confusing. Are you ready to be a social butterfly when you go to school? Okay, social butterfly and how I am now is two different things. Like there's different types of social butterflies. You can do it to an extent where you're not burning yourself out and where you are burning yourself out. I think you are well aware of your limits and you know when you need to charge your social battery. I think you're going to surprise yourself. I really do. And it's not like you don't have people that are in your corner. We're very lucky. We have older cousins that could help us. Mm -hmm. We have all of my friends. People are always going to give their two cents no matter what. But I think you are going to conquer being a college student very well. Thank you. Now, really why I wanted Sloan here today, before we really get into it, you guys know I wasn't going to continue this episode without my beloved drinking game. So drinking game alert, whenever myself or Sloan mention the following word, topic, or phrase, you are inclined to drink. I'm going to recommend that you drink tequila, obviously, if you are over the age of 21. Sloan, what do you like to drink? Since you're under the age of 21. Water. All right. I guess be boring and drink some well, water. You know what? Drink iced tea. Iced tea is amazing. Okay. So drink an iced tea. So whenever Sonar or I mention a word, topic, or phrase, you are inclined to take a nice little sip of whatever you have next to you. So Sloan, because you are my guest today, my first in-person guest and my sister, I will have you take the honors as to choosing what the word, topic, or phrase is for the drinking game this week. Let's do men. All right, perfect. As we all know, this past Monday was the Bachelorette Men Tell All with the 15 suitors from Michelle Susan. I watched it. We all laughed. We all cried. And initially, like I said earlier on, Nick was going to come on. Nick and I watch together every single week. I make us dinner. It's very romantic. I was like, well, since he couldn't come on, I still want to talk about it. But I wanted to give fresh perspective. I was like, I don't know who else to call. And I was like, you know what? 
it'd be interesting to hear it from like a younger person's point of view and from someone that has really no knowledge of Bachelor Nation, anything to do with the franchise. This is Sloan's time to shine. So Sloan, before we really get into it, have you watched Bachelor before? I watched Bachelor in Paradise, a couple episodes with you and Nick when I got bored and a couple episodes of Bachelor, but I haven't like actually like sat down for like a whole season and just devoted myself to watch it Mm because I just like never found like a Bachelor or a Bachelorette that was interesting enough for me. I remember watching Ben's season actually. That was the last one. Yes, you did watch it with me. I love Ben's season. That's interesting. I can't believe you remember that. I remember I didn't remember that. I remember the twins. I thought that was a little weird. Oh my God, Sloan. I remember the twins. She just shocked me. I don't remember their names. I'm so sorry, but I just remember they were twins. It was was Emily and... It was something else with an E. I know it's like the Ferguson twins. That's their Instagram. Emily and I don't know the other one. I'll figure it out. Yes, yeah, Sloan, she has an idea of like what goes down. So I was like, Sloan, I recorded the men tell all. I want you to go in and I want you to watch it. And I want you to take notes. So Sloan knows generally little to nothing about these men to begin with. She watched like the little clips with Nick and I here and there. Sloan is the student. When you give her a task, she will do it to a T perfectly. It's insane, her work ethic. And I wish I had this when I was younger. Now even because I don't know anyone else that's like this. So when I said, Sloan, you need to take notes, Sloan delivered. First of all, this is my first question to you because you know I love Caitlin and you know I love Taysha. How did you think they did hosting? I think they did a pretty good job. Like, I obviously think, like, I forgot his name. Chris Harrison? Yeah. That's what I know from Ben's season. Mm -hmm. So I've, like, only seen him do that through Ben's season. I haven't really seen anyone else. Anyone else throughout the whole show. I think they did a pretty good job. Definitely different. I definitely like the way that they just, it was a woman's perspective when they were talking to the men. And I thought that was the most interesting part because usually it would be Chris Harrison talking to the men and yeah. it would be like that. So do you have a favorite of Tasha or Caitlin? I like can't really say a favorite because I don't know too much about either of them. That's fair. That's fair. Like I'm going into this. I did not hear their names till Lindsay told me their names not too long ago. What I was thinking is that I think compared to how they did on Katie's Men Tell All was such a huge difference because obviously they were a little bit more trained this time around. They had a better idea of what they were getting themselves into. And I also think media training was a lot more of a focus thing for the producers this time around because they told them what to ask. Obviously, they have teleprompters. I think it's just very interesting how Mike Fleiss runs that whole boat because it's just done so seamlessly. But I do think that they did a great job. I want to hit the nail on the head right away about Tasha addressing her breakup with Zach first. Someone's scrolling to her notes. I'm happy she addressed it, but at the same time, I don't feel like she needed to address it on television, especially during the men tell all. This season is about Michelle, and obviously, since Tasha is one of the hosts and she is a big part of Bachelor Nation, she has a podcast. I made my whole TikTok theory about it. I told you guys about this last week. I also think like if she's not ready to talk about something, even though like it's been addressed, like her people and his people have confirmed it to resources and outlets that till she and Zach are ready to actually talk about it, there's no reason to say anything. And I was so heartbroken that she got so upset that she ran off stage. I don't think you really know when you're talking about something like that in the moment, like how you are going to react to someone saying that, because obviously she knew that Caitlin was going to ask her that. But at the same time, like you don't know what's going to go through your mind. Like I know when I talk about situations with guys, like I don't know how I'm going to react, even though I told stories time and time again, like over and over. But like, I think when you replay something in your head, it hurts more. I agree. I thought it was kind of like more so like not inappropriate, but like I was like, it's all about Michelle. Why are they making it a little bit about Tasia? And I understand like, cause she is part of Bachelor Nation, like Lindsay just said, but like, I feel like they kind of just like stole her spotlight just for like five minutes. If she just continued on with the rest of the episode, 
she would have been perfectly fine, didn't have to run off stage. But and I hate that they said, like, you're not wearing your engagement ring. Yeah. And they zoomed in on her finger. That's why I just said it was like it was very inappropriate. I didn't like that. So I wanted to nip the nail on the head right there first. Do you have favorites from this mental all specifically? Yes. Who are they? Okay. I liked Romeo. Yeah, Romeo, the mathematician. Romeo, Casey. I thought he was very opinionated and I liked that. And Rodney, yes. And I can't, I don't want to just like pronounce the name wrong, but it's this one. Oh, Olu. 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 Yes, I think Olu is pretty cool too. We started off the night strong. I just want to put this out there. If anyone tries to say that women are more dramatic than men, and that is coming from someone that won most dramatic as their senior superlative in high school, I want to show them last night's men tell all because yes. the way that it started between Peter and Will with their whole beef, which I have no idea why it really started considering like the narcissistic comment. I think it was ridiculous. Talking about his sister in the DMs and talking about the bad pizza reviews. And then they brought up the pizza reviews on the screen and Caitlin and Taysha were reading them. I was just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's take a step back. Let's let's not bring pizza into the picture. First and foremost, if you think pizza from Florida is better than New York, even New Jersey pizza, you are highly mistaken. Oh, I agree. And I agreed with Will with the idea that Peter was very narcissistic because he only talked about the pizza. I don't want to hear about Florida pizza. I want to hear about you and Michelle's relationship. Obviously- he brought up a narcissistic comment during one of their group dates, so that's where it really kicked off. Oh, really? I didn't know that. See, why are we talking about pizza? Like, that's legit what I wrote in my notes. Why are we talking about pizza? <laughs> That is fair. Why do I care about his pizza place? I think we started off way too strong. The guys were getting so defensive and running and just being so like on top of them. And like, I think everybody had a general understanding of whose side they were on. Clearly it was Will's, not Peter's. One thing after another and just nitpicking. And I think it was more of a pet peeve type thing rather than like actual resentment towards those both of them because at the end of the episode they ended up hugging it out and trying the pizza and then in the middle i will got served and i thought that was a paid actor and that's why oh the serve thing yeah he was like you're gonna act like this on tv welcome to real life and i was like first of all when you get served papers of like divorce or any type of legal document, they do not come to your door and say, hi, so-and-so, you've been served. That is definitely like a producer's thing. That's what they did in New Girl. And I'm like, that's not actually how it works because it happened on a TV show. So I thought Peter put a restraining order on him uh, and other stuff. Probably paid actor do- doing the service. Don't know. Also, he hates liars. Weird. I- there was definitely moments throughout the night where I was like, okay, this is very staged and very done by the producers. Honestly, I just saw something. What if the producers made the bad review so it made Oh, I agree 100%. Will look bad. You mean Peter? Yeah, Peter's a pizza guy. I know Peter's a pizza guy, but the other guy, they No, but they, he was saying that the pizza was bad. That's why. Yeah, I'm talking about like the producers acting like saying them coming off like, "Oh, this is Will." Like remember they accused him? Yeah, I guess you could say that, but at the same time, like I don't know what his pizzeria is. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think it was just like another thing to add fuel to the fire. I think they quickly like dissolved that Jamie. Jamie started out super strong. His story about his mom, his family, how he got to where he is now was super heartwarming. And I think that him and Michelle really did have a strong connection. He was the first one-on-one date. And then he became, he became a narcissistic person in my eyes and an extreme manipulator. 
And I'm pretty sure that his job title is that he's a motivational speaker. It really came to my mind that it's like a cult leader because of the way that he responds to questions and is like, oh, that's a good question and tries to revert. He did that during the poetry date too, one thing after another. And then he had an explanation for everything of why he said the spring break comment. And I was just like, if you can't own up to your actions because Chris did, and then somewhat of that guy that brought all the notes, I forget his name, he's so irrelevant to me. I feel like when you own up your actions and like take accountability, there's a complete difference, but he still wasn't able to do that. That's why him and Martin get along so well and why they love each other. But I think that it was just so weird the way he was having a conversation with Caitlin and Tasha. And then when Michelle came out and addressed it, he was just like, oh, I'm sorry you feel this way or something like that. Even Martin too. Martin went back, was like, that's why I just said this. Just take it and move on. What is it going to do at the end of the day? You're still going to go to bed and feel like the same person that you were the day before. Like it's not going to impact you. What were your thoughts on Jamie Sloan? My like first thing I did was when like they were mentioning him, they're like, oh, we're about to bring Jamie out. Everyone booed. So I'm like, oh, he's the bad guy. And I don't know you yet, but I don't like you. So that was my initial thoughts. When he was saying nice things about Michelle, like you could see on her face that she was just like not having it. And I was just like, oh my God. And I don't know what happened. I feel like because she knew like the way that he works and like the way that he manipulates manipulates and kind of tries to put on this facade of the person that he is when he's not. I think she caught on to that, especially after watching the season back. Mm-hmm. Did he did s- own up to his actions, but I think that it was because he the other guy did it. I also wrote that he could be a paid person to be on it, considering he did start a lot of drama. And the short amount of time and that the he was there. short amount of time that he was there. And same thing with that other guy Lindsay mentioned. I don't remember his Martin? name. Martin? No, 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 no. The guy that brought the notes. Oh. That guy. I forgot his name. It so was- irrelevant because he was gone night one. They did have a great connection from like the clips that I did see. and I From their date? From their dates. The thing I didn't like about him is that he was very sneaky and that he brought up her past that was irrelevant to the situation happening. So... I just thought that was just like, why are you actually here? Because isn't like the whole thing is to find love and all that stuff. Like, why are you being sneaky? I get it. Like in some people's heads, it could be considered a game. Like I'm getting the girl. Like out of this many guys, I need to be the one. I need to win. Yeah. I need to win. Because I think there's also that competitive edge because everyone's like, oh, I want my time with her. It's like winning a game. You're completely right. And that's what like. I think like his coach mentality kicked in. Being too strategic and that's what got him in his mess. And then when he was talking about saying that she was dating some guy back in Minnesota, it was like, why aren't you saying that you did something? Because like everyone else said, like, you know, it's going to get played back on TV and Michelle's going to watch it and you're going to watch it. And then you're still going to defend saying that's not what I said when it was clearly on camera. Another guy, I don't remember his name, but... He called her immature in the car. Someone called oh, her Oh, Martin did. Yes, I forgot. forgot his name uh, from so her sorry. unhealed trauma. Martin's such an asshole when he made the comment about the women in Miami. Yeah, when he females. That's a I, Yeah, I hate when guys call women females. He was saying, oh, I loved when Olu stood up to him and was like, really? I don't have a good IQ. I have a master's. I have black excellence. I was like, Olu, Olu. Oh, Lou. And then Rick was going after him. See, I think when the people that are the quietest, and I saw that Barstool Trent tweeted this saying, I want a montage of every time Olu shit talked one of the guys because it's not even like he was shit talking. He was spitting facts throughout the entire season and those little moments when someone gets called out on their bullshit because like you can't bullshit a bullshitter. I've always said that, haven't I? Yes. I think when someone like Martin and like Jamie get called out for their actions, they don't like to see themselves in that light because they think of themselves on that high pedestal. That's why they make those comments. It's because the reflection of themselves is that they don't feel confident and they are very insecure, but they try to come off as like 
these strong-willed men. I think it's an ego thing too. I feel like if like people that do have a big ego and like they treat themselves like, oh, I'm the best. Like you can't like match up to me. I'm, I consider that a red flag. And I know like I obviously like our two age ages are completely different. And I know that we both agree with this. If a guy says, oh yeah, like I get like all these girls. I'm like, what are you, what are you proving don't. to me? Like you probably don't. You're just lying to me. And what are you proving? Like that doesn't and impress what are you me. Proving here, guys say that to me. I'm like, and your point is, like, yeah, you do. I do. I say, what's your point? Because you're just telling me this. Why? There's mm-hmm. no reason. There's no reason to tell me any of this information. I yeah. don't care enough. So you mentioned that you loved Olu. I do. Olu was a fan favorite. I really hope that we get to see him on Paradise. I really do think he deserves love. And I'm glad that Michelle did address at some point when she did come out. Yes. And she was like, Olu, like, I really wish I gave you more time because like our conversations and you being so open, like I wish my heart and my eyes were open in a lot more of a sense where I would have been more open to seeing where our connection went. And like, I think he really appreciated that. I also love that he like sneakily kind of at the end when they were rolling the credits he went up to Tasha. he was like oh Tasha, we're matching like shooting his shot I, and i was like mm. i thought that was so cute but i really do like the fact that he does stand up for what is right and that he'll stand up for the men that are right i really think that he is someone that really deserves a lot more credit i agree and her saying that makes me think like there could still be something there i obviously know there can't be because she's gonna get engaged and all that fun you stuff. think she's engaged i think so because i feel like her being more reserved she was very reserved during the interview. Like she was very like, I don't know, like her calm, very calm. And I feel like if she didn't have like that set plan back in her mind, she wouldn't be as calm as she was. And I do think that like she did. I don't know who you can tell me the three guys and I can just go to eeny, me, my, mo. I like, I don't know their connection. I wrote in my notes, I said, very realistic man. Yes, that is a good point. Good job, Slum. Thank wow, you. I'm impressed. I want to talk about Rick because you said you liked Rick too. Yes. I feel like I go back and forth often with how I feel about Rick. I'm glad that he got his little cake moment with his face. That was so fun. I wish I knew what the cake was filled with because I do like cake. I don't know. I think that he and Michelle never really stood a chance. I hate to say it like that. And I think he definitely obviously felt so much stronger for her. And I think that's freaked her out because she, even though felt like she knew him and they were able to share so much and be intimate intellectually, I don't feel like she felt on that same level. But I'm glad that he is still evolving and learning. And I'm glad he was sticking up for himself. He was sticking up for the other men. So what did you think of Rick? What did you write down? I wrote very well spoken. Kiss is weird. He was in love. She was not. Softy, very emotional, very open, very charming. Do you think he has a shot of going on Paradise? You know how, like, they have, like, the original people and then they bring in more people? Mm-hmm. I feel like he's going to be in, like, that section. The bringing in people? Yeah. Okay. I don't think he'll be... I think from what I watched, I said Rodney would be hinted in the original group. Okay, yes, because they did say, well, oh, maybe we'll see you on the beaches of Mexico. But, yes, I do like Rick. I don't love Rick. I will say that. And I feel like that's exactly how Michelle felt. Now, Rodney. Oh. Uh-huh. He's so cute. First of all, Rodney for Bachelor. I don't want to say I'm disappointed in the choice of Clayton for The Bachelor, but like, yes, he was super cute. He was super fun. He was definitely someone that I wish Michelle had more of a deeper connection with. But at the same time, I didn't have like a wow factor about it. And there's been so many different other podcasters that have said stuff. Nick Vile, Not Skinny, Not Fat, obviously Chicks in the Office, My Bible. No one really found a wow factor. And I think we also have to go in with an open mind because we basically had the same thing about Matt James because Matt was never even on the show. We just knew him because he was Tyler Cavan's best friend and he was supposed to be on the Claire Tatia season. I'm willing to give it a chance, but at the same time, like that preview threw me off. So I wish it was Rodney, but when you watch the preview of Clayton's season, what were your thoughts? I thought they gave too much away. 
I agree. I think we know who the final two, three are, and we shouldn't know that right away. I felt like, obviously, we could know, like, who the girls are, like... There's spoilers everywhere. Yeah. That's not gonna change anything, and I know, like, people that are very devoted in the Bachelor Nation will expose every single one of them as the show progresses, but, like, if we just saw the backs, or even the silhouettes of the girls of the final three, that would have been fine. Yeah. But we know now the final three. And also, like, the fact that they were shocked, and we were saying this before, that he was saying, I was intimate with all of you, but, like, you know that going into Fantasy Suite, so there's definitely something more on top of that that he says about them, to them, and I think that's why they all got all crazy. So I wasn't crazy about, not that I wasn't crazy about Clayton being The Bachelor and the preview into next season, but I'm definitely on the fence about it. But back to Rodney, back to my Mm -hmm. king. Rodney, I love you. Please come on Jappy Jaws. I would love to talk to you and learn more about you. What were your thoughts, Sloan, on Rodney? I will now read He is the apple of my eye. Pun intended. Yes, yes. He was very nervous with her, I feel like, in the first couple of times. The first night, like, you could obviously, with both of them, him coming out in the nice little apple costume, she was like, all right, like, come on. Like, that's cute. Like, come on. As a future teacher, that's adorable. He just got eliminated. Honestly, do I agree with this? No. Am I watching it for the first time? Just judging everyone based off the drama? Yes. He's very well spoken. He knows what he wants. Yes, he knows what he wants. That's what I mean by very well spoken. I love him. Very respectful. I think she does care about him, but I've been saying this. It's such I'm in love with my best friend vibes from him. Yes. I think everyone in the back of their minds knew that he wasn't going to be the one to end up with Michelle, but we all wanted him to work so secretly. I think everybody is such a Rodney favorite. I really do hope he ends up on Paradise. I think he will succeed well. I'm trying to think who I would want him to be matched up with. I think Deandra would be a great match for him, but we also have girls from Clayton seasons that will probably end up being there as well. So we will just have to wait for that. I also loved at the end when they did the handshake again and she was like, I miss you. And he was like, I miss you too, which I think will also like kind of fuck with his feelings a little bit because oh you're you're my ex like I was gonna I was ready to propose to you I introduced you to my mom and like then you're telling me you miss me but like I know it's not because like you feel that way and then they did their little handshake and it was so cute one thing I will say like even if like she said I miss you first and I'm yes she shouldn't have said that yeah that's gonna fuck with someone I've been told that so many times I'm like I really wish you didn't say that like I get it you don't realize what those words do to you but say you miss the friendship be specific if you're gonna say it i'm sorry but like just say i miss you like what like you can miss me any time of day you want what do you miss about me like be more specific because at the end of the day like if that was you and you said that to your ex and you're and you're that ex what would you think my heart would go to my stomach exactly that's what i'm saying like her saying it yes it was cute whatever but i feel like her saying it not the best choice of words. I agree. I agree. She should have said, I miss our friendship. What were your thoughts on Michelle? I liked her. I thought she was pretty good. I feel like she probably would have done a lot better if she was on Paradise, though. Really? I don't think so. I think she was a great Bachelorette. I No, obviously. Again, I'm going to just an open mind. Just watch the one episode today. But I feel like if she did Paradise, she would be able to find who she wanted quicker. And I feel like if she did have all those options and still had the Paradise-like feel, I feel like it would be different. I feel like she'd be able to spot out that Jamie was awful and spot out that Peter started all this drama. I feel like she'd be able I hope to... they don't go to paradise. I really hope because like, honestly they might put them in paradise for the drama. For the drama. For both of them because mm-hmm. they're the most dramatic people I've ever met. And I haven't even met them. They're just people on TV. And 
Do you I think she know. speaks well? She Yeah, she's very well spoken. All right, before we really kaput our final thoughts on the men tell all, Sloan is going to share her other thoughts that she had. Daniel, him and Hardeep were just going at it, this kid, Ryan. And I think that was the guy that had the notes. Yes, you're right. Ryan was the one that had the and notes. And those guys weren't there, I think, past second night. Yeah, they probably, like, aren't even, like, anything, but, like, they were there when the notes were found, and I feel like them knowing were like, oh, like, you were probably, like, a paid actor. Like I said before, I think Jamie was a paid actor, and I do think that kid, the kid, whatever, named Ryan was a paid actor, because for some reason, I feel like it makes sense if they're gonna have a paid actor on the show, they're gonna cause the most drama, and what did those two do? Cause a lot of drama. Ryan was just stupid enough to leave the notes on his bed. Like, if he was going to do it, whatever, hide it better. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Like, you can hide things in that hotel room. Put it underneath the, the It's a producer thing. It is. But, Sloan, I am very impressed with how you handled watching the men tell all, not knowing anything, going with an open mind. And I think you brought a lot of great perspective for people that have been watching to really get a better idea of what other people could think from the outside looking in. Now, does this provoke you to kind of want to watch the show a little bit more? I probably will want to see the cast for Paradise. Do you think you would rather watch Paradise than Bachelor or Bachelorette? I'd rather watch Paradise because I just feel like with the mix, it just makes it better, more drama, more action. It's more realistic too. Exactly. I just feel like with the- How many people do you know that are dating 30 people at once? No one. Exactly. Like that's not realistic. Paradise, you're mingling with people. Like there's situationships, there's love triangles. This is a lot more of like one-on-one and like you're really- forced to deal with your feelings for one person there's no options that's what i'm saying it's like a game it's like the game of life you roll the dice and you see how far you get wow good job sloan i really do think you really took a lot of the words out of my mouth for how the men tell all went i think if i were to rate it on a scale from one to ten for how good it was i would say a 7.7 because I think we did get to hit the nail on the head on all of the guys. I wish we saw a little bit more with Chris S because he was just whatever, but he's not one to take his actions. And I remember Rick saying something. I forgot that we didn't mention this. Rick said that Chris had told him when there were roommates in Minnesota, there have been a lot more better looking girls than Michelle that have sucked his dick or something like that. Yes. And I was like, that's disgusting. And I hope they don't put him on paradise for that exact reason. That's just demeaning women. And I think that's disgusting. That was probably one of the only things about the mental all that I wish that we got to see a little bit more. I really do think it was done well. I hate that they did the Tasha thing. I wish we had more time with Michelle calling people out on their bullshit. I do think it was very well done, Sloan. I would have to read, obviously, I'm going with an outside perspective. I would say a 6.5 because I feel like there was no point, no point for the guy to come out and saying, oh, you've been served. That just bumped you down a lot. The whole Tasia thing, that's not appropriate for this mm-hmm. right now. Like, it's not about her. No offense. Obviously, I don't know who she is, and I probably would love her if I did. It's not about her. I'm sorry. It's not about her. It's, it's about, about Michelle. Michelle. And Michelle did not have enough screen time, so that's why I rate it so low. I'm curious to see how after the final rose goes, and I definitely am looking forward to the next few episodes. Will you watch with Nick and I in the next few weeks? Gotta be honest. I don't know. All right. Well, it I appreciate it. I appreciate your honesty. That is really it for today's very different episode of Jappy Jaws. Also, make sure the holidays are coming up. Stocking stuffers, you still need them. You need a birthday gift. You need something fun to do with your friends before a night out. 
pre-game game, not the boring card game. You guys know this is my go-to for every single pre-game I go to. The Bachelorette deck, I cannot wait to use whenever I'm in some sort of wedding party. The OG deck is my favorite. The back to school deck, everyone get it for second semester. For those of you going back to college, for those of you that are going to be incoming freshmen, that's a good way to, you know, do icebreakers with roommates and friends, whatever you want it for. I promise you, you will not regret it. Lauren Tybee loved it. Obviously, you heard that last week, but make sure you use code JJ10 for 10% off your order. Let me know what you get. They also have apparel and shot glasses. And you may be seeing this upcoming weekend a nice little surprise from me and my ladies. So make sure you head on over to their Instagram at pregame underscore games, also linked in the episode description below. Like I said, that is it for today's episode. Sloan, thanks so much for joining me. Make sure that you are following Jappy Jaws on Instagram at J-A-P-P-Y-J-A-W-S, as well as on TikTok at Jappy Jaws, J-A-P-P-Y-J-A-W-S, podcast. Very different. All linked in the episode description below. Make sure that you are liking, commenting, reviewing, subscribing, and pushing that notification bell on so you are notified every Thursday of a brand new episode of Jappy Jaws. Sloan, I haven't done a post-grad doozy by myself in a while, but I want you to take it away. Being that you are going to be graduating high school in June, which is freaking crazy, what is a quote that you would like to leave the listeners off with today? Change is scary, but so is staying the same. Very fitting for you. Thank you again, Sloan, for joining me. This was a lot of fun. I hope you enjoyed it. I did. And with that being said, all I will see you all next week thursday for the last episode of the year 